Talk Radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio, every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. As always, we're here so that our voices can be heard loud and clear without interruption. It is important that we stay here and be a part of the solution and not a part of the problem by being quiet and in the background. We have to be in in the forefront and letting people know exactly what we're thinking and how we're feeling as things go about. And right now there's no time bigger than this time presently as we try to make sure that people are aware of what we believe and what we feel. I want to just thank everyone who called in for their support and recognize that we have to be ready and prepared to call into shows like mine so that we can elevate them to the point where people really hear our voices. There is nothing more important than our voices being heard and we are recognized uh, as wanting to have to talk through what the problems are that are going on around us. And today is no different. I just want to thank everybody who's calling in 
Uh, we are in our 600th show. Uh, you know, there was never a time when I started this show that I uh, recognized the numbers, uh, and they just continue to go up. But what's more important is the movement. So, Cheryl, as we keep moving forward, the number of shows will uh, continue to rise. But there's nothing more important than us having a vehicle uh, to have our thoughts expressed. Good evening, and how's everyone doing today? You are so right. Um, you know, I don't think that so many voices would be heard today if you didn't provide the platform for us to be able to share those thoughts and um, reflections. So, you know, although you may appreciate the callers, but we definitely appreciate you for allowing us to have this, to be a part of this platform with you um, so that our voices, too, could be heard. We share so many, we share so many different um, views, and, um, and when I say that is things that we may not have thought about, someone else, you know, has thought about. And with that is, is that we can, you know, like I always say, we can always do more. And it helps us to be able to do more based upon, you know, being more knowledgeable of things that we just weren't, didn't have the knowledge of at one time or another. So, you know, I appreciate you um, having this platform that we may be able to come together and to share these things. And it is so very important. And it is also important that we reach out to other individuals. You know, I never stop talking to people about it and asking them about getting on. And those who can't, when I'm, when you share the, um, the program with me, when we are finished, I go out and I share it, you know, with others. So, again, I appreciate you. Well, it's important that we know that we have a place where we can go to and say that we have had an opportunity to share our opinion. Because so often we are being told what America thinks, uh, but we hadn't been given a chance to say what we think. So, Joyce, this show has given us a, an avenue to talk about and tell, say what we think about many different um, things. And it's important that we continue to let our voices be heard so more and more people can hear exactly the way we feel because we got people out there telling us what we feel, but it's not us ourselves. Uh, good afternoon and congratulations on your 600. I'm so grateful for this show because it's given us a voice and a platform. And the reason being because a lot of us haven't had an opportunity to, to really express ourselves on a platform. And I appreciate your, your show for that. And not only that you can voice what you feel and how you think, and you cannot be judged for that or not judged for that, but like uh, Cheryl said, it's a learning avenue too. Uh, uh, it's good to have different perspectives, knowing different opinions, people from different uh, states, what to look out for, what to be uh, aware of, how to be alert. It's a learning experience. Education is, is, is just mind-blowing. Uh, communication is key. And your show has given us the key to voice ourselves 
and for opening our eyes particularly to see how and truthful things really are, that there is it's not a, a mirage, but the, the reality of what is going on. So uh, thank you for that. I appreciate it. And I'm so proud to be a part of uh, your platform. And I thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to uh, voice my opinion and to, to listen uh, of other people's opinions so I can learn from that as well. Yeah, you know, we are able to stay on top of things uh, because so many people participate um, just like yesterday, the, Nate gave me the information related to uh, Starbucks and what was happening in Philadelphia. And um, today uh, you had Good Morning America and all the shows talking about the incident that took place in Philadelphia. And I have to say that the CEO of Starbucks really uh, did a great job of trying to get out in front of what took place and uh, said that he was going to do all he could to get in touch with those black young men. Uh, but it was important that we already had discussed uh, what we thought and felt about the incident. And so that lets people know that we stay right on top of things and everybody has an opportunity to uh, to give their input and to share what, they, what stories they think we should cover. So Cheryl, we were right out in front in terms of that story and how um, it was being dealt with. And, Joyce, I want to thank you for um, teaching us and educating us on how to go about uh, dealing with those kind of things because right away I looked up um, a local and then I called the corporate office. And uh, it was very nice to have the corporate office willing to spend uh, five or six minutes with me discussing the issue. And so that's how we get big companies to respond when they know that we're ready and prepared, Cheryl, uh, to call them on the carpet uh, for the things we think are out of place. You're so right. And, I mean, that was really on time because it allowed, you know, just like you said, it allowed representation to say we are concerned. You know, when you even mentioned the fact that um, this too was me, and I said the same thing, this too was me, you know, went into Starbucks, and it was a time or so that, you know, somebody didn't purchase anything or may have went in there to use the restroom. Whatever it was, this too was me. And could I have not been arrested based upon the same, you know, thing without even knowing so it was, it was very good that once you got the information and you voiced your concerns and they gave you information saying that this was not, you know, a part of their um, their policies. Now, I haven't seen anything. I've been out of town and I'm just rolling back. I haven't even gotten all the way back home yet. But to see any of the things that went on or even looked online to see what was going on, but I do know that um, the buzz is out there as far as what took place. And, I mean, let this be an example or wake-up call for anybody else who tries to do things based upon their own personal feelings 
and not based upon the policies of the corporation because what it does is it's now falling in the hands of the corporation. They are the ones that that will have to deal with the repercussions of the incident that took place. So, yeah, that was very good. And, see, that's another thing, too, being able to be a family, sharing these things, you know, gives us the um, the ability to call or to send a text and say, hey, look, this is what's going on. What's going on in your area? So, yeah, I mean, it is really has, um, like I said, you know, with me not having TV, this really has broadened a lot of things, you know, in my knowledge, um, making me wake up to a whole lot of things that I was just not aware of and to be able to start to take part in some of those things. So, yeah, it is very, this is a very, very good platform. And, Joyce, you know, we've had a couple of shows that have shown where you get a lot more traffic or a lot more mileage out of acting in a mature fashion uh, than acting like idiots. Uh, we looked and we saw how the um, woman behaved, that the two black females behaved at the hotel at the Hilton, and then we see this. This should go a long way in helping us to recognize what we need to do when we are confronted with a racist behavior. Uh, we should not uh, to handle or act indignant, but we just should uh, be in control and have a peaceful methodology uh, to help us get through the, uh, you know, through the 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 event. Exactly. Uh, exactly that is what, what the, the difference is. And it's a wake-up call to our young people to show us how to carry yourself when you are confronted with a situation where you don't have to go toe-to-toe and get in a pissing match with the person because then that makes you the bad guy. These guys, they act maturity. And Cheryl, by the way, there's a, a full-blown boycott against Starbucks. This going to hurt them tremendously. T.I., you know T.I., the no. movie rapper, T.I., he has launched a full-fledged uh, boycott to Starbucks. I guess it, something wow. happened similar to, to uh, in Atlanta uh, that he did, and he wants Starbucks to, to show, he just don't say apology, he said, because that's not going to cut it. What they want to know is what you're doing to make the improvement. So this young lady who, who did it, they said she's no longer, no, she's no longer at that location, but she didn't quit. They didn't fire her. Uh, they moved her to a different location. My thing is, so what are you going to do for education? Because it's training. You know, it's training. This training is key. And what, what I think is happening, organization, big companies, they're putting all these young, immature people into these positions, and they don't know how to do decision-making. So, uh, and then they call in the shots. And it's the wrong training. It's no training. You put them out there, and Starbucks is going to pay the price. Like I told you yesterday, James, I never drink another Starbucks anymore because what also on MSNBC, this black guy said that uh, he's seen people, uh, that the white commentator said that she've always 
went into Starbucks for a meeting and used the bathroom. But the black commentator said that they made him pay to use the bathroom in Starbucks. In Starbucks, he had to pay to use the bathroom. Either he had to purchase something or he had to pay. Now, she was stunned wow. about that. And she said that that's how you learn, too. This, this, this has gone, I mean, total viral throughout every station, MSNBC, CNN. I mean, it's a full-fledged boycott now against Starbucks. Sure is. And those are the kinds of things you have to bring to the light so nationwide people know how to how not to behave. And if you don't bring it to the light, then you don't have the uh, – you can't call the individual people accountable. See, this was not – necessarily a a corporate policy, but this young person or this young manager was not aware of her own bias, and she didn't realize uh, that she was allowing her white patients to do the same things that she was willing not to allow her black patients or patrons to do. So here you have a situation where, again, I had been thinking it was okay for me to hold my meetings at these places without there being a problem, but recognizing that when you have certain individuals in charge, they may uh, create a major incident, and that's what this person did. So, Regina, we have, uh, because of this incident and because of how these young men acted, uh, something very positive may come out of this. Good evening. Congratulations, James Deshay. Very happy to be well, here for your hundredth you. program. Um, several things. I um was looking at TV late last night, and Starbucks is slick. Oh, Starbucks is slick. They had a um a. a program on television talking about um, coffee, and it was talking about their high-end coffee, their designer coffee, and how they're getting ready to start um, doing more of of that share um, of marketing uh, out in, in California. And the coffee, it's different names. It's like maybe 13 different designer names. And the coffee costs anywhere from 13 to $18 for a regular cup of coffee. And I wanted to make sure I was listening right to say that it was Starbucks. And I listened and I listened and doggone it, if they didn't say it again, they said Starbucks. I said, so these jokers say, y'all don't have to deal with us on the lower levels. We're going to recoup our money on these upper levels. Mm-hmm. So so Starbucks knows what they are doing. Then they brought about a whole conversation. I was ear hustling. I had the day off. I took the day off to take my daughter to some doctor's appointments, and we were going for some lunch. And I saw two Two white gentlemen who I said, hmm, they 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 do they do something something they do. They were talking, and one was saying, um, that's the problem. And remember now, I'm ear hustling, so I might not have heard everything right, but I know I heard this. 
he said, that's the problem when you have franchises and you have these young people uh, uh-huh. who are um, – who do not have the the not he didn't say courage he said who don't have the patience that's what he said uh-huh. who don't have the patience to do right and that is the result and he said he said I would never sell one of my franchises to someone that I did not uh, thoroughly investigate. And I, I was sitting in the car, y'all. I rolled the window down a little bit. I said, ooh, listen at this. So we uh-huh. are closing conversation now. Uh, oh, and yeah. the people who are selling franchises are thinking about this. Because they don't, everybody can't afford to have issues like this, like Starbucks is having now. So those are the two things that 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 I um, heard today in regard to to Starbucks. Mm. And Reverend Smith, you know it is we have to these companies have to recognize that they have to spend some time uh, with training their um, their managers how not to to lose money for them uh, because this company. This this one site may very well lose all the profits uh, that they earn throughout the year because of this one incident. It's going to be You're big. Right, You're right. They may lose all of the profits because of a lawsuit. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure yeah. these gentlemen are going to step up and do something about it. Um because they they definitely were wrong. The one good thing that I see, well, there's a lot of good things, like uh, we just spoken of. There's a lot of good things coming out of it. We got a dialogue that's going on now. And the person that actually reported this whole thing was a white woman. She filmed the whole thing. Uh, and, and that's a good thing. So we, we now know that... Uh, Good, like I said before, there's good and bad in every race of people. Um, Uh You can't single out individuals. I had to learn that myself. I I used to go into work and I'd get a headache because I I hated white people that much. I really did. Every time I'd go to work, I'd I'd just get a headache. But you have to realize that, that these things will happen. And, uh, we have to be prepared for them. We have to be prepared for them. And the greatest thing about this whole thing is I'm, 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 I could just get those guys a hug, man, because they, they, they were young men. They weren't thugs. They were young men. And they, yes, I right. mean, they just they, they act like it. They didn't argue. They didn't fight. They didn't scream. They didn't do a thing. Go ahead, handcuff me, do what you want to do. I'll I'll handle this on the other end. And that's what I've often tried to tell people about. You can't fight the government, not physically, because there's too many of them. But when you you know that you've got a courthouse remedy, (laughs) you've got got a remedy. And they know that, but most of of us will give them something to put – we allow them to intimidate us into giving them something to put us in the jail for. Okay? Mm-hmm. 
that's that's the beautiful thing about those young men. I mean, they just they held their own. They act exactly like what they were. They were there to have a a a powwow with a with with a guy, and and this was an idiotic thing. Now, when it come down to classes, uh, I they taught us a million and one classes. Those classes are junk. Okay, so don't 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 think that uh, that those classes are that tremendous amount of help. Only thing that they they wanted to do was cover their own behind because at least they can say, well, we sent them to class. All right, that's that's no good. You got to vet that person to find out what that person is like before you make them a manager. You ought to find out what kind of person you are actually uh, are hiring. And these young people, they are hiring them because they can now take and pay them a whole lot less. Then they would have to pay a seasoned person. Okay? So they got a gimmick behind all of this stuff. But this is going to open up some, a lot of doors are being opened now by God. God is showing and pulling the cover off a whole lot of stuff. Amen. Right now. Amen. A whole lot of stuff. So just be prepared. We're, we're, we're just on the edge of these oh, breakthroughs. Yeah. All we need to do is. Act like human beings and accept them and fight through them and don't give up this time. Don't walk away, but do it in such a way that they say, wow, I did not know or understand the level of sophistication that they had. These, yeah. You know, we, we've got to stand up. We've got to stand up. We can't act the fool to go breaking weapons you, and um, doing all that. Let me ask you, Reverend Smith, because you've been in law enforcement, uh, and I have uh, been a part of a police review board where we review the behaviors of um, of um, law enforcement uh, related to how they interact with citizens. Uh, there have been times when uh, law enforcement uh, comes to a scene and they inform the um, they inform the ownership of what the rules are. Now I remember an incident here in Orlando, not in Orlando, but in Florida, where I think mm-hmm. it was Daytona, where a hotel individual called the police because a man wouldn't leave the hotel property uh, because the woman did not know or understand that the dog a service dog he had could go anywhere he went. And so mm-hmm. when the police came, they informed her what the law was, and uh, then she had to give him a room and allow the dog to stay there uh, because she sure. just didn't realize that he was right. He had to be allowed to use, to have that dog with him at all times. So in right. this situation where somebody wants you trespassed, and you have not done anything, uh, is there an opportunity for law enforcement uh, to let the manager know that, listen, you've overstepped your bounds, um, and these people are allowed uh, to do what, you know, what they're displaying? And I'm not sure it could have been done in this particular case uh, because you're dealing with whether or not a person could be on a property without um, 
without purchasing. But that was the norm at that location. But um, maybe the police officers weren't aware of it. So what what um what options do police officers have when they come on the scene and a patron might be right? We we are taught definitely to keep up with all the laws and all of the Supreme Court ruling, all of the appeal ruling, and everything else. We are we have to keep up with those so that we will be knowledgeable that when we go upon a scene of something with a situation such as this. Now I don't know what the law is now, but I know that every every establishment that serves the public, that serves the public, must have uh, uh, two restrooms in them. They must be accessible restrooms. Uh, all of a sudden now, I see that a lot of people got their, their bathrooms locked. Yes, I understand, because somebody can come in and hide in the bathroom and wait uh, until the store closed what, later on or whatever. But this is going to have to be something that's got to be addressed. The law states that we have access. Just because you go into a public place, you go into the mall, which is a public place. You sit down in the in the open open air area of the mall, and that's still a public place. No one will come and run you out of there. So the mall is enclosed also. So they're going to have to determine what is a, 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 a suitable way that they can do what they're doing if that's what they want to do. Right now, the law does not leave it open for them. When you walk into a place, if you sit down, you, you don't have to order nothing right then. I'm sorry. You do not. And that's what the policeman should have told that girl. Did they... Did they make any overt acts toward doing something other than going to the bathroom? No. Well, all they should have done was say, well, what is your policy? Your policy may be for you not to allow them in, but the law says, okay, that these restrooms are public facilities. And they could have easily had that taken care of without all of this foolishness. All of a sudden now, if they see a black man going toward a bathroom or any area that's hid from their eyes, they get scared. If you're scared of black people, you should not be in the position. And that's well, in this, situ- this situation, Reverend, they were sitting there waiting on the friend, and believe it or not, the friend was a white boy who was late. So when they right. was locking them up, right. when they was handcuffing them and, and sending them out the door, the white boy comes in and want to know what are they arresting them for. Right. Ah. I, yeah, I saw that. And that's when the officers really, by law, by what they should have done, they should have let those guys go. That's right. But because they were two black men, here it is, this white man, it's a good thing this white woman was filming this whole thing. But these yeah. two black guys sitting there waiting on this white guy for a meeting, they could yeah. have actually used their logical judgment to say, oh, okay, 
Okay, well, this was all a mistake. Thank you, sir. Yes, We're very right. sorry. We're very sorry and, and walked away and told the manager or whoever they were to say, look, this is a mistake. Let it go. And it would have been done. They took those guys down to jail, put them in Overnight. the back of that patrol car, and yeah. eight whole hours those guys sit in there. That that shouldn't have never happened. It shouldn't have well, never happened. Uh- also, Reverend, the, 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 the police captain said that they, they that they was in the right that the police them didn't do anything wrong. Now they need to be I, uh, uh, reprimanded. Also, he, he needs to be fired. He's an idiot. Yeah, he's an idiot. This is this all of this, as far as I'm concerned, is coming from Trumpism. Okay. Yep. We can do what we want to do and get away with it because any. Higher up, a lower police officer would should have known and should know that these officers were dead wrong in their total. The total, it was okay to go to the scene because they were called. They must go, but they should have taken the time to get this mess straightened out before they put those guys in jail for eight hours. And for the chief of the captain to come out and say these men did nothing wrong. They did do something wrong. What they done wrong was they didn't try to find out the right or the wrong. And then when this guy walks in and tells them these guys were waiting on me, now that should have been the that should have been the the eraser right there, right there. But no, they wanted to make a collar, and it went on their records. They made a collar. Now they're gonna have to pay for that collar. I, if I, I pray to these guys. These guys send them to the cleaner. I really do. I really and do. And Reverend Smith, what is what is a process around the country? And I've shared it before because of the ten years I did at the jail. A lot of these officers are of the mindset they call them attitude arrest. They know that you are not going that the charge is going to be dropped, but like you say, they still spent eight hours in jail, and that's what's wrong. We uh, officers need to be above using the law to send messages to individual citizens. You need to do right because it's right and not use the law as a means to send your individual personal message. A lot of times it's not just a message, Jane. What it is is that they're doing the course of a shift out I don't want to say this, but it's true. During the course of a shift, some officers have bets on on who make the most arrests. It shouldn't be, but it's true. It's true. And even though they were turned loose without anything going on, they still get credit for arresting two guys. Okay. And, and that's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's always it's against the law. It's really totally against the law. That's a written law that you should not, in any way, have any kind of uh, situation where you're betting on or making any kind of extra judgment as to how much or when or where you can do something of this nature. So it, it's it's a mess. It's a mess. It's just gone. Everything is going to topsy turvy. But God is pulling these covers back now. 
uh, these cameras are messing these folks up. They ought to have common sense enough to know, hey, I better, I'm, I'm no, I'm going to get this right. See, because the state or the city may pay for that lawsuit, but a lot of times they will actually that would go in and file suit against the individual along with the city and the state. You know, so it, it's, it, it's sad, but that's what's happening. And at some point you, you would think, at some point you would think the citizens, uh, I'm not sure who's going to pay the cost in this situation, I don't know if it's going to be Starbucks or is it going to be uh, the police department or the city because of what the police department did. But at some point, citizens ought to get tired of these lawsuits uh, that are being filed and these big payments that are being made. Um, We're going to take a short break and we'll come back and continue our conversation.
I am this woman. I am this woman that has set the expectations of the world to take my rightful place among the stars. The woman that does not use the traditional roadmaps to a given place, but create my own destination. I am this woman that maintain her intrinsic beauty in ways not determined by others' thoughts, but by my own sense of uniqueness, my own desire of sexiness and allure. I am this woman designed by my creator to scale the height of the unbounded, allowing my talents to be seen by the masses while inspiring those yet to dream to greatness. I am the mother of the world, deserving the respect of all that walk under the gravity of the earth, igniting the love that exists in all men while being the birthplace of the future. I am this woman. I am this woman that ascends the expectation of the world to take my rightful place among the stars. The woman who does not use the traditional roadmaps to a given place, but creates my own destination. I am this woman that maintains her intrinsic beauty in ways not determined by others' thoughts, but by my own sense of uniqueness, my own desire of sexiness and allure. I am this woman designed by my creator to scale the height of the unbounded, allowing my talents to be seen by the masses while inspiring those to dream. I am the woman of the world, deserving the respect of all that walk under the gravity of the earth. Igniting the love that exists in all men while being the birthplace of the future. I am this woman. This is James P. Shea, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We're here seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruptions. Call in at 657 383 0309, so that we can talk about the solutions important that we recognize and display what kind of activities or behaviors work to get the solutions that we want. And certainly, Cheryl, while we've discussed two of the solutions that seem to be very um, profitable. Uh, and designed to give us what we want. We need to uh, behave in control and videotape the despicable behavior of those who perpetrate uh, their strengths because of their biases so we can put a mirror to this activity. Yes, you're right. Um and Pastor Smith said it so correctly. Um, 
you know, much more positive results can come about in the manner that these two young men carry themselves opposed to the violence. Because when you start um, bringing in the violence and where people are not heard, you know, and this is where situations come about where someone is probably, you know, going to get killed. And in that case, you're not hearing both sides of the story. This is Uh not um, being discussed. Only thing that's being talked about is the one, the person, whoever survived, not the victim who wound up, you know, being killed. But in this manner, you know, I mean, they were calm, they were respectable, and knowing that it can be dealt with in a different way. And, I mean, that really rallies more people around than being more violent. Um, And you can have more respect, you know, for these two young men and handling it versus, you know, the ignorance and the violence and the temper and you can't tell me anything, that kind of thing. So, you know, we really have to applaud them. And they were really examples of being able to get to the other side, to get to the truth, to get to the bottom of it, to get to through the protesting, whatever necessarily that had to be done, they went about it doing it the right way. And if mm-hmm. more things were done like this, we can accomplish more things because now we have a dialogue going on. We don't have a victim and then another person just saying whatever they want to say, you know, given their side of the story and the victim, the person who's no longer with us can't give their side of the story. And, you know, again, the social media with the phones, I mean, these phones are good in a way because what it's doing is is bringing out things that people may say, and it's like, oh, no, that could have never happened. Well, now Mm -hmm. you can see it, and that way you can really believe it and be appalled to some of the things that have been happening. But just because it wasn't videoed, we just really didn't know. So, again, you know, we have to look at those two young men as really setting an example um, for so many of us. And, Joyce, this is an opportunity uh, for churches to use these videos, both of the ladies at the hotel and this situation, uh, to show uh, don't get angry, stay in control. Allow, you know, I think those white individuals at Starbucks felt very comfortable uh, saying what they said because the men didn't act in violence. Had the men acted out violently, they may not have been opposed to what happened to them. Amen. Exactly. They probably wouldn't have said anything or just look at them and look at them cutting up, you know. It's a way that you carry yourself. And like I always say is that, you know, don't don't try to go toe-to-toe with them because you're not going to win. And secondly is that, you know, why why try to make a show? That's not going to help any, any matters because they're going to flip it on you. Do exactly right. the way that they did. You keep your uh, composure. And even if the, the young lady wouldn't uh, video the whole bit, 
they can always go to the the next level is contact corporate and let them know their experience. It, it's like those you remember those five ladies who who had the experience to take the train and the way that they put them off the train. They five black women, the way that they carry themselves. You know, it's all in how you want to uh, deal with the system. Because if you're gonna try to go toe to toe and be a showboater, it's not gonna work. Because they're going to show you who the boss. And my thing is, is why make make a show of yourself? Particularly those young ladies. It's it's the way you carry yourself, the way that you act, mm. and everything. And and it's like because you prejudge just by your looks alone, before you even mm-hmm. open your mouth. The way that you, the color of your skin has always got one strike right there. So when you open your mouth, make sure it be of substance. Make sure that when you open your mouth, then they know exactly by what you say, how you say it, as to how to approach you, how to deal with you, and how to give you that respect. Now, uh, all the companies, and that's the difference now with the training that as elderly and retirees and seniors, the, the way that we are, we had training. And what we did, too, is before we left out of that, we had what they call role play, hypothetical situations. These companies are so busy hiring cheap labor, and that's what they're doing, uh, getting unexperienced labor and giving them those titles, and these kids are ego-tripping off of being a manager. I guarantee mm-hmm. you she wasn't over the age of 21. You see, here I am, 66, 67 years old, you know what I mean? And if I'm your manager, believe me, I got the training. I know how to act, when to act, and how to care myself. These young kids, it's power struggle, too. They're they on an ego trip. So they and, sure. and the way that and the way that they talk to adults, uh, elderly. Have you ever gone in some of the stores and the way that you know if you're gonna take my money, I want a certain type of respect and you better give it to me because I used to be in customer service and I know how to be treated. So mm-hmm. for you to for me to pay good money, I want good service and that's what they're not teaching. So they need to go back and you know what, stop. Starbucks needs to be hit in the pocket real big. And that's sending a message to the other companies. Showing them, you better get some good training. If not, then you're going to get damaged, just like Starbucks. Because of this uh, uh, movie, I saw it too, Regina. You know what I mean? And it's just amazing how they try to flip it. And he came to the rescue. Yeah, he tried to get in front of it. He tried to get in front of it by apologizing. And T.I. said, that's not going to do it. So he's doing a national... Uh, boycott with Starbucks. It's going to hurt them big time. And like you said, um, Reverend Smith, these restrooms are required uh, when they open these uh, companies. And certainly most of them, the restrooms are situated so that when you walk in a restaurant, you don't even have to get in line to go to a rest- go to the restroom. I mean, we go to naturally. Uh, many times I've gone into uh, Burger King or McDonald's and uh, on road trips and had to use the restroom, and I walked in and used the restroom, and then I decided whether I wanted something or not. So certainly just you asking to use the restroom didn't determine whether or not I was going to spend any money. Uh, if I asked where the restroom was, uh, that's, that's something as a customer I get to do uh, whether I spend money or not. It 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 really is, Jerry. It really is. Uh, you you shouldn't have to be. It shouldn't demand. There's no demand. The law does not state 
that there's a demand on you to purchase something just to use a restroom. That's, that's not in the law. Now, there's a lot of man-made laws in these particular uh, places that needs to be checked. Uh, and, and the the uh, uh, code enforcement don't check these kind of things. There's places you go into, and I know I've been into a couple, and I went back there to uh, open the bathroom to go in. They said, oh, sir, you need a key. I said, why? Why do I need a key? Oh, because, you know, we just got people. If you have people going in, smoking crack or doing these different things, there's an understanding about some of these things. But you judge those people accordingly, okay? And that's what they're not doing. Everybody, they make everybody. I don't care if you got a little child or whatever. You got to get a key. And um, that's just not the way the law is designed. So it, it's sad that Starbuck is going to get hurt real bad. They're going to get hurt real bad. Now, if those guys had to put up a fight, then it would be nothing to it. It would be done. They would say, yeah, we knew that was going to happen. But now they were so intelligent and meanable about it. <laughs> they, they're in a mess now. They're in a mess. So uh, do what you got to do, but stay, stay, stay focused, people. Please stay focused. And I, I like the way Cheryl always said when she's talking about her son. You got to stay focused and you got to let, hey, keep your hands where you're supposed to be. And what else somebody said a few seconds ago, you can't win. You can't win. Who's going to win? You can, you, but you can win in court. You can win in court. And let me say this and then I'm through. The, the public actually pays James, but it comes through the League of Cities. All of the cities within the state of Florida, because I was a city commissioner, all of the cities in the state of Florida actually have insurance through the League of Cities. They pay a healthy amount of funds to be in that insurance. And when there is a lawsuit, most of the time it comes from the League of Cities. But who's paying them to pay the premium that is coming from the taxpayers. So basically, it does come all the way around. No matter how they try to shake it, it goes all the way around to the taxpayers. And, and that's what I mean. Those dollars could be better spent on parks, on uh, uh, services to uh, the committee. So it, it is it is something that we have to do as citizens as mandating. You should always have the insurance, uh, Reverend Smith. I understand that. But you, uh, because there are things that are unseen. But you need to be putting in place procedures to reduce your liability. You don't accept your liability being high and you get, you know, like in Los Angeles, they got uh, a – I think it's like like ten or fifteen million dollars every year they expect to lose in lawsuits. Well, you ought to be trying to cut that down and and not just accept it as the status quo because you're hurting both citizens and individuals when you accept a bad behavior. And so we have to try to reduce the bad behavior and not use tax dollars. 
just to satisfy the problem. So, Regina, you know, we, mm. we look at things, and in some instances, I'm glad what happened um, in Philadelphia happened. I'm not going to say that I'm not going to go uh, to Starbucks again, and I'm not a big Starbucks person anyway, other than the fact that was a place where I used to meet for, biz, uh, for business. But what I am saying, at least the CEO came out and apologized and said he was going to meet with those young boys, and he's going to pay them off. And so I like it when they address the situation quickly and affirm that they were wrong. Uh, I bet the young lady got a job somewhere else. I'm disappointed about that because she should um, be punished in a way that sends a message to all these other managers who think they they can't be fired. Uh, Regina, that we need to send a message to managers, think twice before you open your mouth and make sure you're saying what will be uh, amenable to making the customer happy. Well, now, I, I sent you, I just sent you something, and I'm not sure if I'm misunderstanding what, what you're saying, but I just sent you an article where the manager was fired. And then I heard you say that the waitress was transferred. Um, the manager, in the, beginning, the manager, hmm? I, I heard the statement that, I heard the statement that said the manager no longer works at this location. Now, that might mean well, fired, I, and it might mean I she just, got transferred. So I don't know. That's well, what I, I heard. Sent, I, the last thing I wrote word was that she was no longer a, working at that location. I just sent you an article that that tells something um, something about what happened, but I, I just sent that to you. But... I think I need to um, do some research on, um, I think Pastor was saying something about the the bathroom situation and bathroom laws. There's a difference between, and I'm speaking to the choir here. I know you all know this, but I'm learning this stuff. There's a difference between a law and a policy. Now, I'm listening to all of this and, and, and applying this to my various situations, like when I'm traveling, and if I stop at a mall, one of these um, shopping outlets, or or even go into other stores, I can go into a store and ask, may I use the restroom, and they'll tell me we do not have a public bathroom. I need mm-hmm. to see what the law and or the policy says about what stores have to have. Along those same lines, it is my, it, it is my understanding. We, we, that all retail uh, shops, stores, and restaurants are required to have public bathrooms. Now, some well, uh, large to... ones like Walmart, Walmart is always going to have them, and, but some of these other stores don't want you to use them. So the smaller stores, like you might go to a Marshalls or, or, or some of these stores, and they don't want you to use theirs, but they're required to have them. Well, even like Regina, a store Regina. like... Yes, Regina. Sir. Yes, sir. If it's if it's a mall, if it's yes. a mall, they are not required to have an in store, but they are required to have mm-hmm. uh, bathrooms every so many feet 
within the mm-hmm. mall that people can use. Now, okay? that's, that makes sense what you're saying because right. when I go to these malls and we stop to shop and right. we'll go in, but even like right here in Columbia, I may go to a um, uh, one of the strip malls and I'll go in and I'll have to use the restroom and they'll say, oh, we don't have a public restroom, I said, well, you can't get my private money. And then I'll leave yeah. because I'll tell them I can't shop if I'm uncomfortable and have to use the restroom. Now, yeah. I, but I also have to say that I understand from another perspective because we were at Wild Wings here last night, night before, Saturday night, and mm-hmm. Asia Wilson, who was the number one draft pick, was having her going away um, celebration. And all of us attend the same church, grew up together and all that stuff. So we were sitting there waiting, and nobody had ordered, but we were waiting for Asia to come in. And the waitress kept coming over. Now take your order. Now take your order. Now take your order. Mm-hmm. So we were just sitting there. So I'm thinking, poor thing, she, she's probably saying, you all aren't going to just sit here and block me from getting my so I can mm-hmm. understand it from that point, uh, from that perspective. You know, I, I can see all of it. I'm not justifying what happened to the mm-hmm. extent that they took it, but um, we did eventually order. And she and but I do understand that I did not want to stop her from getting her her money because that was her livelihood. Right. But we do well, need to know the difference between at the Starbucks, uh-huh. Regina. There is not any yes. waitress. Uh, uh, that's not the kind of setup they have. You walk up and order your coffee, and you sit down. Or some people sit yeah. down and they start using their computers uh, while they're sitting there waiting, or uh, doing all kind of things. So there is not somebody going around other than the people might go around wiping the tables off, but they're not looking for mm-hmm. a shift. So, you know, that's not the kind of setup that they have at the Starbucks. Uh, but right. Now, I don't go that. to Starbucks because I don't drink coffee, but we do patronize the Panera Bread, and I've even done some of my radio programs from Panera Bread and don't ever buy anything. You know, I'll go in there and do my hour show, and and nobody bothers me. So when I thought about what happened in Starbucks, I thought about how different it is in Panera Bread. And we have meetings. We may do, Princeton and I may do a whole show there. And we eventually get a little something, but it doesn't start out like that. So I'm glad they never treated us like Starbucks. Amen. Well, one of the things that a lot of these places are doing, they're encouraging you to come in there, and they want you to come in there and sit down. Uh, a lot of them are encouraging Wi-Fi. Uh, they tell you they got Wi-Fi, so they want you to sit there because they know that the longer you sit, eventually you're going to buy something, a drink or something. Yeah. So a lot of these yeah. restaurants have Wi-Fi to encourage you to stay longer. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm just so proud of the way those young men. I, I would love to see a, a somebody do a a clip and just cut out, just single that their behavior out so that our young men can see 
what happens when you are control in control of your own self and not letting mm. the outside entities control you and your emotions. Mm. Those men need to be on every kind of show that there is. And you know what? They were not the most well-dressed. Their hair wasn't cut short, you know, neatly cut. They they had a kind of a a rugged kind of look. They were engineers. They were student like engineer type. They 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 corporate they company people though. They were uh, employer employees. Yeah, they know how to act. yeah. But so you know, I wonder you know, if we, that we, was we, what caused them to act to 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 target them like that. Their look. Well, you know, I was talking to Andre earlier about that. That kind of makes me sick about how they look at, at, at our young men, in particular our, our black young men, and the way that they wear their hair a certain way. Why do they have to – how come they can't have braids and cornrows? If they're done neatly, leave them alone. Because yeah. did nobody say anything when they came out with this purple, red hair, yellow hair, gold hair, and even the old folks, old, older white people, because they had commercials. Uh, where they had I see them now, where he, yeah. They, oh, look, they had this this uh, commercial where the reunion where they go up to the uh, uh, drugstore and buy the the purple yeah. dye because they're going to. So my thing is, if Aww. they can do and and they can do red, purple, green, and anyway, in these young people all the way up to the adults, why all of a sudden now you can tell us that we can't wear our hair mm. in a cornrow nicely, our uh, afro? And some of them uh, they scatter afros, they scatter everything if it ain't cut short or whatever. Now, I do have a problem with you, with your pants all the way down to your knees. But my thing is, if you clean cut in the way, I used to wear braids for a long time. And my thing is, mm-hmm. is, is how I look with them. But you got some of your top uh, reporters with, with braids. It, it, don't tell us how to, to, to look. You make me feel uncomfortable. Why do I have to feel uncomfortable when I want to feel natural? Like I say, it's all well, in how you um, carry yourself. It's approachability. Uh, Joyce, let me just say this, you know, that's been going on for a long time. When I left South Carolina State, South Carolina State, we had an uh, outlet program, uh, a job placement program, our building, and I remember going down there, and they tell you straight up, do not cut your hair. Do not cut your hair. And that was because during that time, in the early 1990, uh, 1980s, uh, Ball was militant. Now ball is sexy. You know what I'm saying? So all this stuff <laughs> yeah. uh, is changing. So all of a sudden now ball is acceptable. But in 1982, they were telling college young men not to cut their hair off because you might not get a job. You see what I'm saying? So wow. Now then it went to don't, don't put gold in your mouth. You know, so yeah, yeah. every time you turn around, it's about white people being scared. Yeah, That's yeah, it's ridiculous. Basically, one of them, yeah. So correct. But, he, but I, I guarantee you, this young lady was young. I guarantee you, she she wasn't on a mature. She was a young person. Probably didn't have no business being a manager for number one. Had had probably didn't have three days of training. But they want to put her mm-hmm. in a position, and she's over people probably yours and my age, telling them what to do, and she just mm-hmm. want to be the boss. It's ridiculous, and and, and mm-hmm. to me, if Starbucks did that, you need to pay. Now I've never, I don't like Starbucks because to me that coffee is too strong. But I've always 
God, use their uh, gift cards and give them to people that I know that love them for holidays and birthdays, but that that won't happen anymore. Because to me is that one Starbucks it, it, it's you implement it throughout, regardless whether you're a franchise or not. Everything should be a straight across the board. Certain guidelines. Yeah, Joyce, I know cost the world cost that much. Uh, Joyce, you and people like you, they they finna pay. Believe me, they finna pay. And um, it, it, and I and in some instances, I think it's um, they gonna pay a little too much for that that girl's behavior. But you gonna mm-hmm. I tell you this, uh, all these restaurants gonna follow suit. Uh, yeah, believe. oh yeah. From it's a wake up call. They ain't gonna be telling people they can't use the restroom. Go ahead, use mm-hmm. that restroom. <laughs> 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 well, you know, I don't have a problem with the key because to me that's safety that's safety and plus it keeps them back going back there to make sure that it's clean. So I have no mm-hmm. problem with, with some of some of the places with a key, you know, particularly if it's outside you know, whatever, like a, a, you going through traveling and the whole bit. So I have right. no, no issue right. with that because to me right. that's a safety for my benefit and also for the for the the the, the, the business also. But uh, and then um, then again, you know, but if if I'm sitting there and and like Regina said, if 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 I don't want to be uh, antsy trying to shop, but then too. If I need to use the restroom, because some people can't hold their kidneys that much, and then you're gonna tell me I need to go someplace else and then come back to shop at your place, it's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. We have a lawsuit now in Colombia um, against uh, some stores, and the, what is happening in these stores are all Indian owned, and uh, African American man went and they. He that he was refused to be able to go into the restroom in the, in one store, and so mm. he told it. And then now then they videotaped him, and every store that this company that these guys owned, they refused him to go into their restroom. So he has an open um, lawsuit against these these Indian mm. owned stores. Mm. Well, you know, they, they did say a long time ago that Indians used to uh, really hate minorities, <laughs> blacks, I'm telling you. I, do. I, I don't they know do. what, what race that probably hadn't uh, disliked blacks. It's ridiculous. But, they Joyce, they may, they, may, they may hate blacks, but my next target here in Colombia is the same, the same set of Indians. They have two stores here. And uh, two particular stores. The others are named uh, different names, but they have mm-hmm. two stores that are called Obama Stations. And Wait these a minute stores, now. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and these, I, I'll take a picture tomorrow and send it to you all. And these stores, these stores have the picture of President Obama and his <laughs> name. And, um, <laughs> It is amazing me. Now, I'm letting y'all know within the next year, it may take me that long for this lawsuit, but I am going to get it down. I thought our politicians who pass by every day would recognize it and do something, but I've given them a long enough chance. They won't do it, Regina. 
I thought they would, Joyce. And no. they sell the single they sell the single cigarette, the white T shirt, the, the low grade um rock gut um beer and you know, that other stuff, the M D mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, yes. Those mm. are the types of things that they sell. And mm. and it's the Obama station. If you pull it up, you can pull it up online and you can see Obama Station, Columbia, South Carolina. It's on there. And I, I'm just amazed because I was talking to one of the guys who's running for office, and he said, well, they're using his name. I said, have you not paid attention? His picture, his likeness is there. Mm. Mm. So mm. now mm. they're thinking about it. So I don't think it's going to get take me that long to get that mm. down. But they don't like us, but they're using it, and they don't let us use their restroom. Well, what do you want us to do uh, as, as listeners? What can we do, Regina? How can we help? Can we call someplace or can we write something? We kind of need to help well, you out from the outside also, too. I have Right now I um, need to talk with Congressman Clyburn and see who in former President Obama's, his, his attorneys. I, I, I don't think he knows that this is happening. Oh, and no, I doubt it. So I need to reach his people with this picture and send it to them for them to tell, send them a cease and desist order and have those uh-huh. um, pictures taken down. So I'm going to work on that um, right now. And if you need a petition, petition saying that we oppose that, you know, that we oppose are looking at that, you know, you can also get mm-hmm. to do, have the public to, to back you up on that as well. Mm. I think that's how I'm going to have to do it. Because this goes along with what Regina just said, uh, and I'm aware of it too. Why are the police departments uh, not interested in violating all these stores that seemingly um, they're just determined uh, to make profits any way they can? I mean, uh, it's obvious to me that this is happening all across country that people are selling uh, two sticks of selling the pack the cigarettes outside of the pack because people can't afford whole packs uh, so they're buying these singles uh, for 50 cents a piece and um, mm. making more profit for these stores than when they they sell the pack and the other thing wow. is these are the stores that are doing the, uh, the gambling with these machines as well we have a lot of machines around here in Orlando uh, that are gambling machines uh, that these little stores, side stores, are using. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, there is a law against that, but because of um, it has to come from the higher ups. Okay, the officers are not doing it on their own. It's coming from the higher ups, basically. All right, don't mess with this. Don't mess with that. They're not hurting anybody. They're not doing anything. This is their. This is. This is what they probably are saying. But when it comes down to the Indian thing, you know that each time an Indian person comes into this country, they're automatically, that's why you see that there's no way all of them are rich, okay? They can come over here and open up a store because they are given $500,000 when they enter the country. All right? 
$500,000. Check it out. It's true. When they get into this country, they are entered in this country, and they are given $500,000. It's a treaty. Do you believe believe that all of these Indians that come into this country are wealthy enough to just do something you and I can't do, just go up and buy a store or open up stores like these people are doing? No, they can't. They've got all the gas station, all the stores, all of this stuff. They are the ones that's handling all of this. We are not, and no, not even the whites have that. You know, but they don't care because it, most of the Indian places, except the gas stations, are in our areas. Most of the Indian places, except the gas stations, are in our area, and they are allowing this. And James, to your question, no, they are supposed to tell the people uh, about these things. But if it's, we are told out there, if it's not creating a, uh, a problem, don't worry about it. it. The law really don't mean that much until it affects the bottom line. Okay? It really doesn't. But you know what? The law? What, what, uh, what uh, yeah, angers me, though, Reverend Smith, is, you can go buy drug paraphernalia in these stores, yes. and it's not illegal. Yes. But if you got them yes. on you with police to catch you, then you can go to jail. Now they're smelling right. crack. They're selling crack pipes in these stores with flowers in them, right. and uh, little uh, drug kits where they give you the uh, the wool that you need, the the lighter, the everything you need to do crack. They they sell it yeah. for about five dollars, but then if they you come with it in your pocket, you can yeah. go to jail. They do. Wow. And this is in this is in Florida. Yeah, they do it. They do it's these kind the of country. things. It's all mm. over. If you they go got into one of those Indian to sell crack. Right. If you go into one of those Indian stores, you look uh-huh. around real close. Look around real close. And you will see those things. All of that kind of stuff is in there. All of it's in there. And nobody is saying a word. Nobody is saying mm. a word. The, wow. the, little, the little bottles, the little bottles that they sell uh, cocaine in, they sell those too. Right. They sell the little bottles. Right. And the drug dealers can go to certain stores and they can get all the little bottles and the little small glass bags that they need. And ain't nothing you'd use with those little small glass bags but diamonds and cocaine. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my well, I'm learning something new today. <laughs> me, too. What, me, too. What you, call, what you call it, James? Diamonds and cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my heavens. <laughs> this is way over my head, Regina. They left me on the little bag. There's, there's so much stuff that's going on out here. Um, that was one of the reasons, basically, that I retired at the age of 55. I was tired, yes. I was tired, but I tell you, it gets to a point, if you are in in Christ, you can't take it. You can't You can't mm-hmm. deal with it, regardless of, how much, regardless of how much money I was making. It just got mm-hmm. to a point, I, I can't take this. I can't mm-hmm. deal with it. And I left. I retired. 
thank God I had my own business too, so I was okay. But the thing of it is is that there's so much behind the scenes that's happening, and that's why James will tell you himself being here in Florida, every time there's a shooting, who investigates that shooting is the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, who I was a part of, okay? And we were told, no matter what, that police officer is right because we got to work with those people. Because we got to work with them, they're going to have to have our backs when we're out there on the street. How many times, James, and, and I'm through, but how many times, James, have you ever heard in the state of Florida where we are, where the Florida Department of Law Enforcement recommended uh, 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 guilty of uh, these people were wrong? Right. Not a one. You're right on that. I believe you, too. That's the way it is. They, and told, they told us that these people, we got to work with them. You go out yeah. there, they're going to have your back, and you doing a raid, you better not because you don't know what they will not do when you're out there. Uh-huh. And, and I get uh-huh. to the point, you get to the point where you can't take it, and you just you say either. It's either one or the other. You either leave or you do something else, you know. Uh-huh. And I left. I left. Mm. I was good. Praise God, I was good though, you know. So, but it's it's terrible. It's the law enforcement, governmental system, politics, all of that. It's nothing but a bunch of mess. Yeah, it's a big joke. A, that's why I don't get carried away when they holler. Oh, uh, these people put their lines on the life on the line every day. For us, these people chose to be cops. And if you don't pay them, they're going to quit and go do something else. So if they loved it so much, why do they want to make $100,000 a year, $200,000 a year? So we all want to make money and take care of our family, but it's not about the first responders. It's about doing your job. When an officer does his job, he's not a hero. He just done his job. On your job, when you do what you're supposed to do, do they come around and pat you on the back and say, my hero? No. <laughs> and a policeman shouldn't do it either. So now they All right, out. everybody, we, go, we don't went past that normal stage of saying, uh, what's, what's your final thought? I just thank okay. you all for uh, supporting my 600 show, and let's go do 600 more. <laughs> Amen. God bless. I'm with you. Amen. God bless. Bye. Bye, everybody. God bless. I know how to pronounce the word correctly. But take care, everybody. <laughs> See y'all tomorrow. See you Bye-bye. So. What do you want to do? I'm here, baby. I'm ready, baby. I'm waiting on you. Something wrong.
Why don't we stop all the talking, girl? Why don't we stop wasting time? I've had my share of lovers. Some say I'm damn good. And if you think you can turn me out, Just what you can do Hey baby I've had 